0: All right, we want to welcome in Justin Kelly again for uh, the second segment of this uh, this awesome episode. This episode is brought to you by Defender Gear Custom Apparel. By wearing Defender Gear Apparel, you can rep your American heritage every day. You take action, to defend, and utilize your God-given gifts of freedom. Now it's time to show it. If you wake up every morning and yell, I hate communism, this is probably the brand for you. Click the link in the description to receive 10% off your first order. Every single one of the shirts, hoodies, hats, and more would be a perfect Christmas gift for that freedom-loving friend, relative, or spouse of yours. Again, click the link in the description to receive 10% off your order. Now, back to the show. Cool. So let's get into it. Um, we have uh, Justin Kelly here. Who? What, what's your official title? I forgot to ask you. What's like the formal medical title that you have?
1: Um, it's. You can just go with, uh, you know, it's Dr. Justin Kelly. Um well, I mean, I'm like, I, that's the, you know, if you were to address me, Dr. Justin Kelly, although I don't like expect people to call me doctor. <laughs> a official title, yeah. Just to put that out there, I, I'm not that person that's like, call me doctor. Yeah. You know, when no, I hear it, I'm like, Oh, cool. But yeah, for sure. I'm not that kind of person. But yeah, that would be the official like formal title. Dr.
0: Justin Kelly. Okay. So I've worked at a bank for a number of years and every now and again, I, I see a lot of driver's licenses and uh, every now and again, I see doctor on a driver's license. And then when I call them that, it's just like, you see their ego, like perk up a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, some people are really wrapped in it, wrapped up in that. So Dr. Justin Kelly here, uh, I have questions about COVID because I think that, um, I think that this is a is a real disease, but I also think that we've been sold a false bill of goods because when um, all of this started to really unravel back in late February, early March of 2020, uh, I broke off a call to a good friend of mine who is, um, he's the most intelligent person you or I have met and you haven't met him. I'll put it like that. He's the director <laughs> of engineering at a company uh, somewhere in Michigan. I'll leave it at that. Um, smartest human being I've ever met. And I was like, insert name uh what's your i i need some context like what's going on in the world and he led me to he's like what you need to do is go and google um go look up and read some medical journals from the university of north carolina back in 2015 specifically with SARS-CoV-2 and so i read them and the same strand of coronavirus that was suddenly making its way onto the world stage um I was reading about in a medical journal that was published back in 2015. You have lots of questions, maybe about this disease, but more specifically about the way the disease is being handled. Give me a brief synopsis of what the hell is going on right now.
1: Um, I think you're right. I am not ignorant. Uh, COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-19 is absolutely a real virus. It's a real disease. It's a real issue. Um, I'm not one of those people that thinks it's like fake. However, the the response to the threat of SARS SARS COVID 19 has been completely and utterly blown out of proportion. Um, honestly, in a in a in an extreme manner. Um, I, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Uh, and we've had you know it, we've had uh, we've had coronaviruses. They've existed for 50, 60 plus years. Um, and and as you mentioned, um, it seems like this specific strand, actually the SARS cov two, um, responsible for COVID-19, uh, has been possibly in existence since 2015 or before. Um, and it, you know, it's odd that we're suddenly making a big deal about it five years later. Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing is the media has completely blown this out of proportion. You know, at the beginning it was cases up, deaths up, cases up, deaths up, you know, just scaring everybody. And then, uh you know, now the death, the death rate's gone down and now all they're saying is cases up, cases up, cases up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, however, the death rate is, the rate itself is decreasing. Um, yes, people are dying, of course. It's a real thing and every death is a, is a tragedy, of course. Um, but the actual death rate or mortality rate of these d- diseases is so low that I, I can't comprehend or understand why we're having this type of response to it. Um, never in the history, or at least in my lifetime, we've never had a response to any pandemic like this. Um, I think the last time we had any, any even resemblance of a response like this was the Spanish flu in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, and that killed millions of people worldwide. If I remember correctly, yep. uh, much more deadly, much more of an impact than this. Um, and yet, you know, we're basically being put on house arrest and forced to wear things on our faces and, and, uh, it's. Like I said, it's absolutely insane that we're having these kinds of responses. Um, you know, the response is unproportionate to the threat. Okay, Without-
0: I think that's a very fair assessment of the thing um, because you can, you can. I'm not a ex, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an uh, an expert in virology, but I know how to read statistics. Yeah, and I have been to the CDC's website several times trying to find um, the. Um, the the massive cause of deaths. I've been on worldometers. I've seen the um, the different the numbers that exist out there. Um, we're on track right now in the United States in 2020 to have less overall deaths in the year of 2020 than the years 2019 and 2018. I, yeah. I read this about a month ago. We're we're on track with during a pandemic of global proportions to have less yeah. overall death. Um, somebody in my age group has a more 50 times more likely to drown than to die of COVID-19 if you have no pre-existing conditions. Like you go yeah. down the list and it just seems like there's a certain subs, there's a certain political party that wants to push the narrative that um, you're gonna get die if you go outside wearing a mask. and then there's also a certain political party that um, is on the other end of the spectrum. What, what should we be doing to handle this, from your opinion?
1: Uh, I, I completely agree with what you just said as far as some definitely uh, some party differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want, I want to say, regardless of political affiliation, uh, everybody needs to do some research and think for themselves.
0: I agree 100%. We're right. in this mess because people don't know how to think. They don't know how to use your brain. I-
1: Exactly. No one, ha- no one can come up with an individual or original thought or do any kind of research for themselves. So they see something or hear something immediately think that's fact. Mm-hmm. And what do we, what do we hear right now? That's that's cases, you know, wear a mask lockdown. That's all is, that's all that's being pushed on mainstream media. And so people who don't know any better believe that they're going to die if they don't wear a mask. And part of it is that they are just simply ignorant to the facts. Part of that is because they're not taking the time to educate themselves on the facts. Mm-hmm. And I understand that can be hard and difficult, but it's a little bit of personal responsibility to look into these things, you know, you wouldn't go get a surgery or take a drug, a prescription medication without, you know, taking a look at the label at least, or, you know, like I said, having a surgery being like, all right, well, what is, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why are we doing this? You know, and, you know, even going back to part one of our chat, you know, medical treatment should be based on an individualistic approach. Of course, there's some things that are very general and work for a lot of people, but overall healthcare is very individualized. Everybody's different. And so, um, you know, what I should do at 28 years old, pretty damn healthy blood work regularly, everything checks out, no irregularities, exercising frequently. You know, what I should do is different than what an 85 year old should do, Mm -hmm. which is different from what an 85 year old should do, who has two or three health conditions and cardiovascular disease. Um, and so it's one of those things you need to educate yourself and learn what is best for you. Somebody who's 85 has cancer and cardiovascular disease. Maybe they should wear a mask. Maybe they shouldn't go to the uh, the Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. Okay, understandable. Somebody who's under the age of 40, no pre-existing conditions, you should be doing whatever the hell you want because you are virtually safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to throw in a couple stats here because I, I did a little research. Okay, stats um, are good. Yeah, I, I said this before, so. All the stats and stuff I post, I make sure I find from credible, you know, well, credible with the CDC, I, you know, who knows, but anyway, and just
0: real quick first, as a side note, any, any, uh, uh, anything you cite tonight, go ahead and send it to me in an email after the show so I can put it in the description
1: when I publish this. All right, perfect. Cool. Um, so I was kind of looking at things earlier. Um, so overall in, in the whole U S the CDC reports, uh, 10.6 10.6 million cases Okay, in the whole U S for total deaths. They report 202,000, um, 121 deaths. Okay. So overall that's overall for all age groups, men and women in the U S uh, the total death rate is at 1.9% Okay, under two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So your survival rate is 98.1%. And that's if you contract COVID that's if you actually get it, it's a 98.1%. That's for overall, for all U.S. Americans, boy, girl, regardless of age.
0: Now, can I real quick ask you a question about that? So 10 point something million, let's, I'm going to just say 10 million so I can remember it easier. 10 million people test positive for COVID. Do we know what percentage of, we probably don't, but what percentage of that 10,000 showed symptoms or is it a 10, is it 10,000 or excuse me, 10 million, um, what percentage of that 10 million actually had symptoms?
1: I, I do not know that stat. I because, know that there are a lot that were asymptomatic. That were Right. Tested. I know of plenty of people that were forced to test because of jobs, Correct. forced to test because of travel. The
0: NFL is okay. doing testing everybody every day, MLB, everybody yeah. every day. So, yeah, a so there's a lot of tests. There's
1: a lot of tests that are um, confirmed positive according to the test where the people were asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. And the last time I checked, roughly 40% of people that test positive with COVID-19 are asymptomatic.
0: Oh, okay, so about forty percent of the positive tests are asymptomatic. Yeah, that okay.
1: Was last stat, that was from the CDC. That was the last time I saw It's probably been a month or so since I read that. Okay, which may have changed, but that was originally from the CDC.
0: Sure. Um, so there's a there's a very large subset of the population that's that doesn't have to be tested regularly. That could have potentially that could potentially be asymptomatic. So that that ten million that is an incredibly low number of actual positive cases. So the death rate would, in theory, be significantly lower than that 1.9% that you cited earlier. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I agree that uh, the the death rate, although it's extremely low, is probably lower than what it actually is right. stated. Yep. Uh, and so actually, section or going right off of that, um, the CDC also noted that, I'm going to read this word for word. So as of as of now, if you go to CDC's website, you you type in anything, honestly anything, and COVID's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. You click on COVID data, and uh, it, right across the top, like a scoreboard, and big huge numbers and stuff, cases uh, cases by day and deaths, mm-hmm. easy to find. Yep. However, if you do some digging, and I, I mean some digging, it's hard to find. And you go into it, it's actually a huge graph that has probably hundreds of numbers on it. And it talks about COVID cases uh, or or deaths by COVID, deaths by influenza, deaths by pneumonia, death by influenza and pneumonia, death by influenza and COVID Mm -hmm. and all the combinations of those. For sure. The number for deaths by COVID only is far less than that big, huge number that's right in your face when you first get on the website. So this is word for word um, from the CDC's CDC's website. Mm -hmm. For 6% of deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned. Wow. So six percent of those reported deaths are COVID only. The other ninety four percent are COVID and pneumonia, COVID and the flu, COVID and this. Mm-hmm. And again, word for word, for deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID nineteen, on average there were two point six additional conditions or causes per death.
0: Can I can I ask you a question and maybe play devil's advocate a little bit on this? Yeah. So I have heard the counter argument to that and is that If a comorbidity on a death certificate could be, so for instance, if somebody dies of COVID, uh, if somebody contracts COVID-19 and they get a pulmonary embolism or something along those lines that could have been caused by COVID, you would see on the DC COVID-19 and pulmonary embolism. Is that going to factor into that 6% or is that going to factor into the 94%?
1: According to this, that should be in the 94%.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, because this it says six percent of the deaths are COVID only. Okay. Um. So that that should fall in that ninety four percent where it's COVID and something else.
0: Okay. So it's it, pot. So so that number I would say is pro- the probability is it's going to be a little bit more than six percent only COVID if that makes sense because COVID could have caused the other things that led to death. Is
1: that correct? Pos- yeah. Possibly. Okay. All right. There there are complications uh, that could come about with COVID. Right. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. So keep going. Sorry. I didn't mean to get you off track there.
1: No, no, that's fine. Uh, But yeah. So, I mean, basically, that shows that, um, so even though the deaths are, you know, at 200 plus thousand of those deaths, there's a very, very, very small fraction of them that were purely COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, some of it could have been COVID um, and then COVID related complications, but the majority of it was. Covid and something else, mm-hmm. and it said on average there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes. That's on average mm-hmm. that you had two other problems, whether that was Covid and cardiovascular disease and obesity, and you know 0. 0.6 of something else, yeah. Um, or you know it was Covid and pneumonia, and they were immunocompromised. So that's a relatively unhealthy person. Sure, um, you know, pretty unhealthy. If you have right. cardiovascular disease and obesity, yeah. you're not doing so hot.
0: And I've talked to several people that have a close family member that they've somebody who's on chemo, somebody who has an autoimmune disorder that are immunocompromised. And they have known that for a long time. And they personally have to take those precautions. They have to factor in. Everybody has to do a risk assessment for themselves on this. The data is out there. And like people who have lived in that pre-COVID Know that, hey, we're going to Grandma's house. Who has had chemo? We need to wash our hands. If you're sick, Johnny, you stay stay the hell at home. Like, don't get around Grandma when you're sick. Like, a lot of this stuff is kind of common sense that now is being mandated by the government, which is where we're really getting into the weeds here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree that, like you said, individual assessment of the risk. Yeah, that's huge. Like Mm -hmm. I said, um. And it kind of goes in with you know individual individual treatment for patients. Everybody's different. Everybody's risk for you know severe complications or death from COVID are different. Um, and, and I think it's best that you educate yourself and assess your personal risks and your family's risks, mm-hmm. and choose what is best for you. And again, I use the word choose with the ability to make your own decisions on your own healthcare based right. on your life.
0: Exactly seems like we want to delegate that stuff to the government sometimes as as a society and it's frustrating.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree.
0: And I know I know what your answer is, but why do you think that so many people are um so quick to rush to lockdowns and shutting down businesses as a measure? Do you think that cuz I th- cuz we we've just seen it in Michigan again where where Governor Whitmer has gone in and shut down uh dine-in restaurants and something else oh she, uh contact sports like foot the they there were two three games left in the high school playoffs. she canceled the season um in michigan so do you genuinely think that they're uneducated do you think that there's something nefarious going on is there an agenda like why are, the science is out there that this didn't really work that well the first time what why do you think that politicians are going down this route still
1: um, I think it is absolutely, uh, malicious at this point. Okay. Um, like said, we've had a lockdown, we've had restrictions, we've had mask mandates. Um, the first time I, I was against all of this from the beginning. Um, but the first time, okay, maybe benefited it out. We didn't know, you know, we were playing it safe. I can understand that. Um, but now we have so much data, you know, even if it is a little bit hard to find, cause you can't just watch CNN, you'd have to do a little bit of digging on mm-hmm. the website, yep. you know, on internet, um, but there we have enough data to know like i said before the response is not proportionate to the actual risk mm-hmm. um and we all know that by now or we, if you've done any kind of research and had your ears open at all you should know that by now um, and i think that you know i don't know if there's a coordinated plan around the whole nation or not but at least At one point or, you know, right now, these individual politicians are reaching for power and control Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and, you know, there's enough people around the governor and around the mayors. It's not like that one, that one governor or one mayor literally doesn't know and they're actually trying to do good by these measures. Mm -hmm. They have people around them. They have doctors and staff and stuff around them to tell them the data, you know, they're not online doing this research themselves. They have a secretary or somebody telling them there's enough people that know around them to help them make these decisions and educate them on these matters that they're going against science. They're going against the actual data to make these lockdowns. And, you know, so at first, like I said, at first the data of, and the risk of this disease does not uh, require this level of concern and lockdowns and response. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, the, the actual lockdowns and responses and mandates that we have also do not have scientific backing behind them to support their actual efficacy. Uh, you know, masks themselves, there's very little science, if any, there's science to disprove the use of, you know, mask mandate wearing um, all the time. And especially the biggest thing is, is when you wear a, a cloth mask or a mask made by somebody on Etsy and yep. what happens, you wear it day in and day out, you hang it on your mirror when you drive you go into one store, you go to another store, you drop it on the ground, you shove it in your purse. That shit's not clean anymore. Yeah, That's like wearing the same shirt every single day and expecting it to be clean and not smell. Mm-hmm. That mask is no longer clean. It has not been sanitized. It has not been washed. Um, you know, and plenty of bacteria, even if it was washed a dryer, washer, and dryer, plenty of bacteria and viruses can survive mm-hmm. the water and heat of a, of a washer and dryer. Right. It's not sanitized. It's mm-hmm. not actually clean anymore. And so when you're breathing that in day in and day out, you're actually kind of just covering your mouth with bacteria and viruses. And that now becomes a Petri dish yeah, for bacteria and viruses. And what do you, you put it on your face? Like there's no that there's no scientific evidence behind these mandates and lockdowns and, and rules, especially if you wear a mask into a building, but then you can take it off when you get inside and eat food, but then you have to go to the bathroom and put it back on. It, like it doesn't, there's no science behind that. And that literally doesn't even make logical sense anymore.
0: Yeah. It's know. brain dead.
1: Exactly. At the beginning, you know, lockdown, social distancing and a mask maybe made logical sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now the rules are so, so backwards that they don't make sense. You know, yeah. we're, we're closing down in di- indoor dining and stuff like that. But, um, we're also closing down like parks and being outside, yeah. you know, you know, certain restaurants are, you know, Walmart and home Depot, they're allowed to be open but then the mom and pop diner down the street—they get you know twenty or thirty customers a day—can't be open.
0: Yeah,
1: um, you know there, there's no logical sense to some of these mandates mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, uh, there's just no scientific backing. There's no logic behind it. Yeah, I, I don't believe that there's actually our health that they're trying to you know improve or help with this.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, a couple of restaurants I want to give a shout out to the Iron Pig up in Gaylord. Um, they uh, they made a decision in the in the last wave. We are going to continue to. Uh, stay open through this shutdown and so if you're in the northern michigan area go and here's the thing if you're afraid stay home if you're vulnerable stay home like you're you're the people that we should be concerned about don't put yourself in public settings um if you're 22 years old if you're if you're 30 years old um if you're a kid like there the science is out there that this thing is not um nearly as dangerous as we originally thought it was um so yeah iron pig up and gayler going going uh check them out and uh, let them know that you appreciate them for staying open through this dumbass shutdown.
1: (laughs) I I absolutely agree with that and standing by small businesses at this time. For
0: sure. Yeah. Even the ones that, that, um, excuse me, have closed their doors and, and and are doing the carryout thing right now, uh, like pizzerias and stuff like that, you know, uh, get off the McDonald's and the Taco Bell and and go, go support your local mom and pop because they're hurting right now. And that's for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's (sighs) another thing right there. Uh, I don't, as far as my knowledge and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think, uh, any fast food restaurants in this time have been closed down. They may have had indoor dining taken away, Yep. they've at least had the drive through open. Correct. So if this, yep. is our, if this is about our health, yep. why are fast food restaurants and liquor stores allowed to still sell their sure. food and liquor? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it was, well, cardiovascular disease is the number one, um, yeah, no, number one killer in the U S it mm-hmm. has been for a while, um, over 600,000 deaths a year. Yeah. And then we're allowed to eat McDonald's every mm-hmm. single day. That's, yeah. It yeah. Matter.
0: If somebody's really want to know, know the, the real pandemics out there, um, you know, maybe, maybe do a, a look into your diet and look into what's going into your food. And yeah. I just, uh, don't get me wrong. I love me some Taco Bell, but Holy smokes. <laughs> like I, I'm very aware, like, uh, it's god it's just it, it's it's so like modified and it, it like it's not like real like food <laughs> like like having to explain to a five-year like if you'll 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 think of this if you ever have to explain food to a five-year-old is you're like oh we're eating chicken like this came from a chicken like you can see it there like take your five-year-old to taco bell and try to explain where this food came <laughs> from and it's it's a little yeah. bit more difficult <laughs>
1: that's so true like, i, don't, I that meat came out of a bag and it's <laughs> right. from somewhere. Like it doesn't go bad forever. Somehow, oh for sure. And it's like, who
0: uh, anyway. So what else you got? You got anything else that we need to be aware of?
1: I mean, if if we're kind of on the topic of uh, you know bad foods and stuff like that, and this being about your health, again, you know, quick jump back. Overall, at, at the highest, this has a two percent mortality. rate. 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think again, that's kind of on the high end. Um, and then we look at, so for people under the age of 49 years old, there's under 10,000 deaths. Wow. Um, so that, that death rate under the age of 49 is at 0.1% or less 0.1%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would mean the survival rate is 99.9%. 99.
0: 99. Yep. I'm good wow. at math.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's if you even get a clinical infection, that's right. if you get. You might you, not. Yeah. I'm sure most people will be exposed, just like the flu and cold, yep. common cold virus. Um, most people are going to get exposed to this For at sure. some point, not everyone at some point. But when you get infected or you know, if you get infected, you have a 99.9% chance of survival if you're under the age of 49.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that, that's that, again, straight from the CDC website. And that is from a, a graph, uh, in, which did not take into account, um, any of the other like health complications that is just purely based on age deaths by age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh like I said, a 0.1% death rate. That's similar to the seasonal flu,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which we don't shut down for. We, right. lockdown, so we don't close the world. We don't wear masks. Yeah. Uh, like, like you said before, if you're sick, you don't see grandma. If you're sick, you don't see your, your cousin that has cancer. You know, what do you do? Common sense. You wash your hands, you stay home, you drink water, you, you take your vitamin C and eat chicken soup. the yeah. soup and a few days you're fine. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably what we should be doing now, which is funny. Um, you know, again, straight from the CDC website, what do you do if you're infected? You stay home
0: and do nothing.
1: You yeah. You, you don't necessarily even need medical treatment. I'm trying to find the exact quote. Um, but what it said was, here it is. If you are sick, Word for word, most people with COVID-19 have mild illness and can recover at home without medical care. Wow, let's so shut what, down the country. What are we doing? That is word for word from the CDC. So if most people don't even need medical care, how is this so bad and so deadly?
0: Yeah, like I, right don't, now- I don't get it. Well, I do get it because I think, so the first thing that the person told me that I spoke with on the phone right at the beginning of this was to check out that website. The second thing is, is that I he, and he said word for word. I believe that they're trying to get Trump out of office, yeah. and, and that's that's what he said. He was like the the, the media are going to take this and run with it to no end, and you're going to see um, states because it, from a from a federalist standpoint, Trump did the right thing, and it bit him in the ass because he uh, he let the states handle it themselves, and yeah. and the 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 states that had Democrat governors. Um, this disease actually hit those states the hardest, ironically. Um, we're talking New York, California, Michigan, uh, New Jersey, and the fourth one, the fifth one, I can't, it escapes me. Um, Pennsylvania? I don't know, something like that. Um, so,
1: In but. Those states are the ones with the strictest uh, mandates yes. and lockdowns. Ironically. Yes.
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah, and there's no Same doubt. Path. New York Good got path. New York got absolutely hammered by this thing. they like, yeah. you, that's not debatable. Like New York got hammered by this thing. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is that um, it really just seemed to me that the messaging coming out of those states specifically was, um, we're um, this is this is all Donald Trump, the president of the United States, fault. Where he gave the states the po- the individual states the power and those governors the power to handle this as they as they needed to, and said, the federal government will be here for you when you need them. I, yep. I, I.e., they sent a freaking battleship to New York City in the height of the pandemic to take care of hospitals that were overflown. They opened yep. up a, um, it was a convention center in Detroit to take care of overflow patients. You know how many people they put in that convention center? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> An entire damn convention center, they put eight people in it. So my point is, is that and that was another thing that I kind of had on my mind as I'm watching all this unfold. So my question being is that, you know, let's say the lawsuits don't go anywhere. Biden gets elected. Um, he, he He's, he, let me, Biden gets sworn in to office. He's not the president-elect yet because the electorates haven't cast their votes. Yeah. <sighs> Again, some of the signaling, and it just drives me crazy.
1: I was going to so. say, Congress has released an official letter saying that there is no president-elect at this time due to the uh, discrepancies and you know, lawsuits. For sure. Filed. So there's no legitimate president elected
0: no there's not donald trump is still the president of the united states like people forget about that like even if he lost and there were no contests he's still the president until january 20th so relax y'all like (laughs) so um and and again i'm i'm not terribly optimistic about him still winning because if it was in one state like florida back in 2000 you know that can get um that can get resolved um by the supreme court there's five states that are being contested right now and yeah, i really, i a lot of it is going to be really tough to get that overturned we'll see what happens but let's say uh biden takes takes office in tw- in uh, january 2020 do you think things get worse or better
1: um I, I mean obviously or honestly i'm a little nervous for him being in power mm. um i think you know at first i i kind of thought you know day-to-day, my life has never really changed between presidents. Trump, Obama, Bush, day-to-day, my life has never changed. I've never, like, physically or, you know, I've never noticed any actual change. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as a business owner, maybe I'll start noticing some difference in in taxes if, you know, if taxes um, are changed between presidents. Um, But, you know, that being said, originally kind of feeling like day-to-day life has never changed, now I'm looking at things and, you know, our president is still Trump. Mm -hmm. However, during this pandemic, like you said, he's allowed individual state governments to control their states and make their decisions based on the pandemic, you know, for what they're going to do for lockdowns. And that has had a, you know, a day-to-day effect on me and, you know, pretty much everybody Mm -hmm. between lockdowns, quarantines, wearing a mask in public or gyms or whatever else like that, that has affected day-to-day life. Um, You know, for me, I've been able to avoid a lot of it. Um, you know, I've, I think I've worn a mask one time this whole time. Okay. Uh, and that was because I had a patient who was immunocompromised and was about to have surgery and was getting tested. And so I wore it for two visits actually. Okay. Uh, and that was actually out of respect for them because they were somebody, it with, um, and plus I, they've been a patient for a long time and I respect them and I wasn't going to argue with them or anything. For so. sure. But other than that, I haven't worn a mask this whole time. Oh, good for you. Uh, but like I said, overall day-to-day life has changed. And that's just at a, a, a you know, a city and a state level um for what's going on. So I'm a little bit more nervous if Biden gets control because he'll have a little bit more power than governors. Of course, there should be checks and balances right. between you know, local, state, and federal levels of government, um, and then the three branches of government. There, you know, there's supposed to be checks and balances. Um, however, if if some of the things that he's talked about and wants do get enacted, um, I'm nervous for that. And, yeah. and then with the lockdowns and restrictions that local and state governments have already imposed that seem to be, again, you know, based on no science and not even based on logic or common sense, uh, it worries me what he could do and what he could pass. You know, some of these laws and or not none of these are laws, actually. Right. All these man- none of them are laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these, you know, executive orders and mandates, um, you know, a lot of them, seem to violate some of our rights mm-hmm. and even you know violate the constitution um you know business owners have been arrested and fined for violating these yep. uh, and, and it seems pretty unlawful whereas other businesses are allowed to function however they want you know yeah. uh it it blows my mind what happened in Oregon they decriminalized meth and cocaine and heroin and then they fined gym owners for being open that if that doesn't show you it's not about your health then i don't know what the hell will
0: yeah like,
1: i agree that is in that single sentence it's no longer about health you know i'm i'm pretty i guess liberal when it comes to drugs like if mm-hmm. you want to do drugs it's not my problem i'm not doing them have right. fun but but meth and heroin and cocaine like those
0: <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't
1: do those like come, come on for like, sure. For sure. I, I'm from
0: my standpoint on on that it, to me it seems like I think that the last 20 30 40 years are pretty um I don't think that our criminal justice system does a good job treating people with substance abuse problems. So I don't think that putting them, like somebody that's that's a crackhead, putting them in prison or jail because they're using, I don't think that's the correct solution. I think that, if anything, maybe going after the people distributing um, versus the people using, but, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It just, it doesn't, it, okay, if you're if you're doing meth, that's <laughs> not, yeah, that's not a thing somebody somebody dies of a an opiate overdose and gets labeled as covid like stuff yeah. like that is just,
1: <laughs> um, but anyway do think that. I, I do agree uh, it, 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 you know addicts i will say on one hand and I, I like law and order and if you're doing hard drugs and you get caught you should there are press, consequences you know? to your actions there are consequences. absolutely your actions. yep absolutely. however if you are an addict you do need some kind of rehabilitation because Mm -hmm. if you go to jail for a month or, you know, what, I have no idea what the sentencing, it would obviously depend on the case in the state. But if you go to jail for a little bit, what do you do when you get out? If you're an addict, you probably go right back to doing it. And then it's just a vicious circle. So I would absolutely agree that, you know, programs for rehabilitation or, you know, would be great. And maybe even, uh, you know, part of the sentencing so that they're forced to do it. And then it gives them a chance to, you know, maybe not be addicted anymore and then maybe not just end up in that system over yeah. and over again. So I think that would be, you know, possibly a, a good, uh, you know, answer or partial, you know, help for those type of people. Um, but I do stand by what I said. If, if you get caught doing something wrong, there's consequences. Yep. Um, and, and I think, you know, smoking a little bit of weed, I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah. You and my heroin, that's a big deal. <laughs> it's a little bit more of a problem. Like, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah. And then, uh, uh, what was, what else did you, you just mentioned?
0: Um, anyway, let's, uh, so let's kind of wrap this up, put a bow on it. Uh, Do you have any other things along in the, in the COVID thing that you wanted to address any, any other stats or, uh, anything that was kind of burning a hole in your head or, um, making you pull your hair out? Not going to lie. I have to wear a mask every day and it makes me want to quit my job every single day. I'm not going to lie. It's driving me crazy.
1: uh, It's tough. I think, um, between there being some underlying reasons for all this. Uh, I think that a lot of this stuff isn't going to stop until we refuse to abide by it. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that if you have a job that requires it, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place. Right. For sure. Uh, You kind of, you might have to pick and choose your battles. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't want to wear one, you walk into Walmart. Okay. Good for you. I support that. If you have to wear one to go to work and pay your bills. Right. I get, if you don't tell your boss to F off that day, you know, I understand that. So, Mm um, but, like I said, I, th- I think, uh, it's going to take a little bit of resistance to stop this stuff. And I, th- I think it's absolutely kind of necessary to mm-hmm. stop it. I agree. Um, just to uh, say, I think I've kind of covered most of the main things. I have, I have plenty of stuff on here, um, but I don't necessarily need to get into all of it. Um, and I'll send you kind of what I had today just so you have a, uh, you know, have a little bit of facts about everything. I, okay. I, I um, but I guess the main thing I would just say kind of in summary is, um, you know, with the, the facts we stated before, as far as death rate, mortality rate, survival rate, um, all that kind of stuff, hoot effects, um, what you need to do is honestly what you do normally. It's common sense. This disease is almost the same as the flu. It's not the exact same, but it's very similar and has a very similar, if not possibly lower mortality rate than the seasonal flu. Mm-hmm. What would you do for the normal flu? If you're sick, you don't feel good. You stay home, take your vitamins, drink some water, stay away from your immunocompromised family and go on with life. Mm-hmm. If you need to go to the hospital or a doctor because you're, you know, you're struggling. Okay. Totally fine. Um, same thing for COVID. You know, like I said, I, I read that quote about, uh, you know, most people won't even need any medical care and most people, their treatment, once they get tested positive, is quarantine for two weeks. Mm-hmm. They don't even tell you to take vitamins. They don't even tell you to drink water. They just say, stay home from work for two weeks, stay at home, isolate yourself. You know, that's- Is that
0: because they don't need to or be, they, because they don't need to, like the people giving them that advice know that they don't need to do anything or is it because we don't know what to do?
1: It's because they don't need to do anything. Okay. You know, we, we kind of mentioned a lot, a ton of people that test positive are asymptomatic. They don't mm-hmm. even feel sick. All right. And of course, some people do feel sick. And, the, you know, the flu does get some people pretty sick. Um, some people are fine. Some people are mm-hmm. hit a little bit harder. And you do get legitimately sick from the flu. Yeah. Same thing with COVID. Some people are completely fine. Some people get hit a little bit harder. And just like the flu, it does kill some people sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you have existing conditions, if you're unhealthy, if you're immunocompromised, your chances of death or severe symptoms are increased, of course.
0: Do you get a flu vaccine? No, I don't. No, I don't either. The last time I got one was when uh, the swine flu was going around back in '09, uh, I believe. And everybody was freaking out about it, so we had to get a flu shot that year. <laughs> I'd never gotten one before. I'd never gotten the flu before. And I remember it. They came in and vaccinated the whole school on a Monday, and by Wednesday, uh, we, almost had, this was, uh, we were playing Joburg that week, and we almost had to yeah. forfeit a football game because the entire team was sick. <laughs> so that that fucking vaccine worked out real good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh we could so, go on and on about that. It's, yeah. it's I'm not an anti vaxxer, but um I also
0: I'm a common uh, sense vaxxer, yeah. I think. The,
1: the most important thing for health or things would be eating healthy, exercising regularly, you know, taking vitamins to supplement your diet drinking plenty of water and getting plenty of sleep. Yeah. Those are some of the most important things for your overall health. Lay off when the sauce from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, if you take care of your health like that, you will probably be somebody that if you get sick, you're going to be fine. Your symptoms are going to be less. You're going to have a less chance for severe outcome and less chance for death. Um, you know, like I said, everybody's a little different. Everybody gets hit different, but overall, if you're healthy, you know, we, we talked about it before age is a predictor of mortality here. As you get older, you're more likely to have, you know, death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an average of 2.6 COVID deaths have, or, or, uh, COVID deaths have an average of 2.6 comorbidities or causes
0: yeah. the
1: healthier You are the less comorbidities you have, the less other, you know, sicknesses you have, the more likely you are to survive. And that survival rate is already so high. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, when people ask me, I tell them like, honestly, uh, you know, in summary, This has such a low mortality rate in general and in for healthy people. There's no need to worry. There's no need to do anything, honestly, other than what you would normally do when you're sick a year or two ago before Mm -hmm. COVID existed. You know, like I said, if you're sick, stay home. If you're sick, don't your, your grandma who's sick with cancer or something like that, stay home. Don't share drinks with people, common sense, wash your hands, go back to work and people when you are healthy. Other than that, there's typically no need for any, you know, major medical treatments, any social distancing, any, any of these crazy lockdowns or mandates, none of it's necessary. And clearly it's not working.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not working.
1: Uh, well, I'll, I'll, i bring it back
0: to this. So back in December of last year, so a year ago from right around now, uh, you may, you may not know this, but all of the hot, like all of the major hospitals in the, in the Grand Rapids area, that would be spectrum spectrum, Metro uh, and Mercy Health, I believe those are like the three main hospital networks here. Uh, They were all maxed out in their ICUs with a unknown unknown respiratory illness that was uh, plaguing a lot of people in the Grand Rapids area. And uh, we know we have some personal friends that were really sick. I mean, they they had all sorts of chest problems, difficulty breathing, um, somebody that rode an ambulance to an emergency room like this was a year ago. And, um, the, like when all this COVID stuff started hitting in like February, everybody was kind of like, I think I had it back in December. I think I had it back in January where the first reported case didn't happen in the U.S. until late January, early February, somewhere in that timeline. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's all speculation, right? But then I just saw a, um something that cbs news published so this is like a mainstream news source doing some journalism which i thought was a little odd but i was like okay let me see what let me see what they're saying about this there are uh, blood donations uh to the red cross that they received in in the u.s back in december of last year they have the antibodies what the hell is going on with that on top of
1: that so those were like i think in december december uh, of last year yeah antibodies to be uh present in the blood it takes a few weeks mm-hmm. so if those samples were taken in December those antibodies have weeks to form and make after being exposed to COVID so that those people had COVID no or kidding they were exposed to it you know two three four weeks before December mm. so this has been around you know before 2020 yeah. a- at least it's been around since late 19 but then as you mentioned with some of those scientific journal journals it sounds like it's been around for a couple of years possibly mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's been around for a little
1: while yeah
0: okay uh, yeah. All right. Well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Justin Kelly. That's a great way to end it, right there. We'll we'll leave, we'll leave it on a cliffhanger. But I I look forward maybe uh, maybe three months down the road, we get you back on here and maybe get a little update on what's going on in the world and see uh, maybe uh, maybe hey maybe we're back to normal in three months. Wouldn't that be nice?
1: Yeah, one can hope. One can hope. Um, I'll I'll definitely be staying updated on this stuff. Um, I'm going to send you a little article I found. It was actually uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, an article published in a journal. Who one of the main authors was Dr. Fauci. Okay, uh, so I'll send you that. It, it's interesting. Okay, uh, and uh, I uh, I have some new business opportunities and stuff kind of happening right now. So maybe I will have some more uh, stuff that's a little less controversial too.
0: Absolutely, so, love to uh, love to I'll, hear about uh, what you're what you're up to these days. So uh, yeah, if you're if you're still listening, you're one of the greatest human beings on the face of the planet. Again, uh, go check out Dr. Justin Kelly uh, at Dr. Justin Kelly on uh, Instagram specifically. Um, Go ahead and check me out at Rakowski pod um, for all podcast updates and uh, go ahead and subscribe on the new YouTube channel. We just published our first video yesterday, which is exciting. So very excited about that. Um, So that is all for us and y'all have a great rest of your day and uh, thanks for tuning in and thank you for coming on, sir. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a blast being here and I appreciate you taking me out here. All right, cool. Well, hey man, uh, go get some
0: sleep and uh, we'll look forward to your continued success as always. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care, man.